Either you believe this word or you don't. This is the reason why we're only in this room for four, since for 40 years. Come on, let's just call it out. This is why we're in this room when we should be in the sanctuary, main sanctuary. But till we become unified, and we become one accord, and we point our finger to the world and say, you will bow down to my name, to the name that I believe in, and his name is Jesus. I will not bow down my name. I will not bow down what I believe in. You will be quiet and you will listen to me because I have authority over you, world. Yes. And I'm going to exert my authority Hallelujah. and I'm going to use the ability of the Holy Ghost. If we start doing this and start really putting the book of Acts to truth, we're going to see a change. We're going to see a change, and we're going to see a change in this atmosphere. And then we'll see the miracles to take place. We stifle the, the miracles based on our attitude and what we believe in. If we pledge allegiance to this word, then guess what? We're going to do what it tells us to do. We're not going to question it. Amen? Come on. This, I mean, this, I mean, y'all can sit down. That's what y'all want to do. I'm talking about boldness right now. It's time for us to be bold. It's time for us to be bold. Time for us to be bold. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the, before the world. Before this world, God gave the church boldness. He's called us to be bold. It's in his purpose and grace for us to be bold, not be a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of wimpy Christians. We're called to be bold. We're called to live in boldness in our coming in and our going out. You never stop being bold in your faith. You never, I don't care what is going on in the world. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. We, even though we live in this world, we do not live according to this world. We live according to the word of God. We, we live according to this word. If you're not going to live by it, why do you read it? If you're, going, if you're not going to live by it, why do you waste your time in coming to church if you're not going to live it? Who are you kidding? Who are we kidding if you don't read it? You, what, what do you read? What, then what, do you, then what do you get out of it? I don't know about you, but when I, read, when I was up this morning, I was reading the Word of God, and I was studying. I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to share tonight? Because I, like I said, I got... I got four or five messages right here. And I'm like, God, what are you, what is the on-time word? Because I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm seeking the Lord, and I'm like, God, what is going to light a fire in Abundant Living Ministries? What is going to light a fire in here? You know, I, 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 I'm a, you may say, well, I miss Bishop. Well, guess what? Don't we all? Get over it. If you still hang up on, on Bishop going on to be with the Lord or whomever, Matt, Sister Maxine going on, my brother-in-law Guy going on to be with the Lord and Sister Ann going on to be with the Lord, get over it. 
is doing is keeping you from going to the promised land. I'm going to tell you what God told Joshua. He's dead. Be strong and good courage. Moses is dead. But I know there is people in here that are still sulking over Bishop's death. And you've dug yourself a hole. And you can't, get it, you, you, you can't move forward. God's got a promised land for us. God's got, God's got big plans for us. And we, we got to move on. Well, Pastor Thad, I, I just rem I miss this teaching. So do all of us. You're not bishop. Thank you, Jesus. Because I never will be bishop. I don't want to be him. See, bishop was seed time and harvest. Amen? And it's amazing how all of us grabbed a hold of it, which we should, because it's real. It works. How many people can say amen to that? Amen. We paid this charge off. But guess what? I'm going to teach you something else that works. Being a witness for Jesus Christ. Amen. Telling people that Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus restores. Holy Spirit transforms. We have no problem in seed time and offers, but why do we have a problem in being bold in our witness? That's who I am. That is what I'm going to push you to do. I believe in seed time and harvest. I believe in it. It's not dead. It still works. I still, my wife and I still live by it. We still put it to practice. Why? Because everything in this word works. And God is calling us to be bold in our faith in him. Our church, a church that is bold, walks fearlessly, regardless of the circumstance. They don't care what is going on in the world. What I mean by that, in other words, they're not going to let what is going on stop them from engaging. But we have. Every one of us have. Because we have forgotten who we are. When you don't truly live up to your pledge, you'll live another pledge. When we pledge allegiance to this word, we are telling God, yes, Lord. Yes, God. You tell me, I go. You tell me what to say, I'll say it. I'm going to be bold with it. We have to come to this point. And the only way we're going to come to this point is that all of us are going to have to fall on our knees and surrender do you hear what I said? All of us are going to have to fall on our knees and surrender just like those men and women did to the Holy Spirit. We say we do, but our actions show a different look. Those men and women, when they, bowed, they, they surrendered themselves to the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit took over. Yes, it was... 
an amazing time. But on the other hand, it was great persecution. What are we facing right now? We are facing persecution. Oh, we're not, we're not getting our heads cut off. We're not getting thrown in the lions. We're not being crucified. But they're telling us to be quiet. They're telling you where you can and where you cannot go. But it's amazing how we'll listen to them because of science. But my God says in this word says something different. What do I mean by that? In Acts chapter 7, we know the story about Stephen. See, Stephen's ministry was just for a small period of time. But what a powerful moment. And his great ministry, how God used him in that small moment because it changed an individual's life. Once and for all. Stephen preached the message. A great message. He basically broke it down. He broke it down to all the religious. In Acts chapter 7. He broke it down. But then he gets to, man. I'm like, he gets to this one part, man. And I just made, I mean, I mean, he, I could just see the sword. I mean, I mean, he's just, he's just, before verse 51, he was just holding the sword. He was just holding, because they all believed what he said till verse 51. They didn't get upset till verse 51. They didn't get upset. They didn't get, they, they didn't, they didn't challenge him till Verse 51, when he said, Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in the heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers do, did, so do ye. In other words, he lays into them and is like, You have done everything according to the law, but all of a sudden, here comes something new, and you reject it. You reject it. Just like all the rest. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and they have slain them which showed, the, showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers. In other words, they didn't believe the prophets. They, they, they killed the prophets. They, I mean, Isaiah was cut in half. Think about it. They didn't believe. I mean, Jeremiah was thrown in. I don't. I mean, he was constantly in and out of jail, up in muck for for how long? Are you talking about? And all he did was preach the good news, tell them, "Hey, repent! You're going to go to. You're going to be a slave." They wouldn't listen to him. They didn't listen to none of them. Verse 53, who has received the law by the disposition of the angels and have not kept it. When they had heard these things, they were cut, they were cut in the, to the heart. And they gnashed on him with their teeth. In other words, oh, they could, oh, you, now you know when somebody's mad. That's when you know when somebody's angry. When they gnash their teeth. 
I mean, they're grinding. I mean, they're showing their teeth, man. They're like that dog. I mean, it's like, it's so funny. It's like my, our little dog, Reagan, he's like eight pounds, nothing. And, and you know, here comes Tyson, and Tyson up there, and, 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 and Reagan could be sit, laying on the couch, and Tyson comes by, and he'll come up to him like this, this little eight-pound nothing, and just uh, like this, and go, ah, ah, like that, show his teeth, nasty, all crooked teeth like that, all nasty, look at this, and Tyson's like, I mean, he just like, yeah, there's like a giant teeth, that you, he was like, man, you in my space, that's exactly what happened, I mean, you know when somebody gets mad when they start showing their teeth gnashing of teeth why because he hit them hard they couldn't deny it what they did because it was the truth and nobody wants to hear the truth why because truth and you heard me say this on how many times truth has teeth but but he being full of the holy ghost looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of god and jesus standing on the right hand of god oh right hand of god why? Now what Jesus said he was going to be? I'm going to be at the right hand of the Father? And said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then he cried out with a loud voice and stopped, the, stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out into the city and stoned him. And, when the, and the witness laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen calling upon God and they stoned Stephen calling upon God and saying Lord Jesus receive my spirit and he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice Lord lay not this sin on their charge to their charge and when he had said this he fell asleep I, I want I, the reason why I'm going is because chapter 8 is where I'm going here's a gentleman had a, had a brief moment of ministry but he gave the greatest message ever why because those people had no charge had no authority the only individual that had authority in that whole group was one man was one man and Stephen in the midst of all those people was really only preaching to one man who sanctioned his death which was the man named Saul chapter 8 and Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great limitations over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women committing, committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad, I love this, verse 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down into the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people, when with one accord, gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with, with palsy, and, and they were lame, were healed. And there was, a, there was great joy in that city 
those men and women that were in that upper room just had one of them killed. Stephen was stoned. <laughs> then Saul of Tarsus began to create havoc on the church. And they were scattered. Now, in the midst of scattering, they didn't hide themselves as the disciples did when Jesus, after he was crucified. See, when after Jesus was crucified, those disciples hid themselves. Go back and read it. Why? Because when Jesus came into the room where they were hiding, they were all startled. But now, these disciples who have been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit were no longer hiding, but they were being persecuted, but they were scattered, but they continue in boldness of the preaching of the gospel. We are the church called by his name. And when we read this scripture, we have to truly believe what we believe in. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17 says, No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me, thee, in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Shall prosper. Didn't say, hey, no, no, there will be weapons come against you. Weapons will come against you. They will use weapons. It's a given. But they will not prosper. They will. Every tongue shall rise against thee. In other words, they will use their tongues against you. They will slander you. They will judge you. They, they did it to Jesus. They did it to the disciples. They'll do it to the church. The same spirit that was there 2,000 years ago is still here today. It has not left. Why? Because the church is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And what are they supposed to be doing? Cutting the head off the devil. Slaying giants. We're not called to hide, which we have done that. And because we have hidden ourselves because of the circumstances and the situation that's going on, devils have been released. When you shut one door, another door will open. We are the church called by his name, A-L-M. The gates of hell will not prevail against us, will not prevail against the church. You will be persecuted. Jesus said we'll be persecuted, but the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. In other words, the church will not die. No matter what Saul tried to do here, the preaching of the gospel did not stop. Philip preached the gospel, and I love this, and there was a great joy in that city. How many of you want to bring great joy to the city of Pembroke Pines? To the city of Cooper City, Southwest Ranches, Miramar, the surrounding um, Sunrise, or wherever we go, Hollywood, wherever we go, where you live. How many of you want to have that great joy? 
Well, if you want to have that great joy, as it says here in Acts chapter 8, verse 8, you got to be bold in preaching of the gospel. You cannot surrender your sword. Because this is what they want. And I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time. The cancer culture woke individuals are going to start deeming this as racist. This word. Because they don't believe only certain type of people are going to heaven. What do I mean by, oh, did you hear what I said? Certain type of people. I didn't say certain color of people. I said certain type of people. What do I mean by that? I'm talking about people that are holy, righteous, and sanctified. Heaven ain't going to be full of one side Christian and the other side lukewarm people. I'm sorry. You ain't going to purgatory and spend I don't know how long in purgatory. And if God feels sorry, he's going to play the pull the little lotto, little bingo thing. B-52, it's your turn. I'm coming out of purgatory. I'm B-52. I've been in here long enough. And Abraham's a bosom. I finally get my mansion. I see the light, Lord. It doesn't work that way. We're the church. We're called to live a certain way. And that is to live according to this word. We practice our faith boldly. We're not, we don't hide our faith. We practice it boldly. I want to know how many of you truly, truly let people know you're saved up front. How many people, how many of you, how many people, how many of you have jobs? How many people in your job already know that you are saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost? I didn't say you like all the other people. No, you're you, you, you really, truly born again. In other words, you're very bold with your faith. You let people know, hey, I'm saved. Don't talk like that in front of me. Hey, don't do that in front of me. If you want to act like a fool, go act like a fool in the corner, but don't do that in front of me. I'm not a part of that. I don't do that. How many of you are truly bold? How many of you are truly bold when it comes to prayer? When it comes, okay, you're in the lunchroom or wherever you go, you young people, when you're at lunch or whatever, well, I know uh, we all do everything Zoom now. We do in front of a screen. Well, how many people in the front of a screen have a Bible right there in front of them so everybody can see? Or you got behind, your, behind you, Jesus saves. What are you doing? You're letting everybody know who you are. How many of you bold enough to wear a shirt that says, Jesus saves? I mean, right on your shirt, Jesus saves, and go everywhere. Go to the mall. Go, go anywhere. How many of you are truly bold like that? How many of you are bold enough right now in the times we're in because, you know, because science tells you not to do this, but you're bold enough to go beyond science because you're a person of faith and you live by faith. You walk by faith, not by sight, and you step out of your comfort zone and you walk over to somebody without a mask, without gloves, without squirting yourself with saying, you know, saying that, and you say, you know what? I want to, God told me to pray for you. And you break that. Six foot, you go against protocol. Oh, but Pastor Thad, you don't know what they're going to say to me in my job. Oh, so your job is more important than being a witness for the kingdom of God. Come on. Nowhere does those disciples say, well, I got to get Caiaphas approval before I tell you about Jesus. Oh, I know, you, I know you're sick and oh, you're lame, you're, you're blind, you can't hear, but I got to get approval from the, from, the, from, the, from the temple if I can pray for you. No, 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 they didn't ask for approval. They didn't ask for approval. They just walked over and said, be healed in Jesus' name. And Ananias didn't get approval from the temple to go to, go to Paul, go to Saul. 
God told him. The Holy Spirit came to him, spoke to him, gave him, he got a vision. And then God speaking to him and said, hey, guess what? You're going over there to that man named Saul. And, and, and then I was like, what? Either we're going to be bold or we're not. Either we're the church or we're not. If you're not the church, please stop saying it because you're, calling, you're, calling, you're, you're, you're making yourself a liar. And last time I read, liars don't go to heaven. People of faith do. See, we're called to be bold. We're called to be bold right here. And this is why this is not just an experience. It is an economy of life. In other words, you live according to this word. And you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. But for that to happen, you've got to say yes to him. You've got to fully embrace him. You can't be afraid of what mama or family is going to say. Because they'll be the very ones that say crucify you. You can't worry about what your neighbors or your coworkers or those you do business with say. Because they'll be the very ones that say crucify you. When you stand before God, God you, we are all going to be held accountable for what God has given us. We're all going to be held accountable. We're all going to be held accountable. Oh, but I'm going to get my mansion. Oh, you may get that mansion, but it ain't going to be what you think. It may not be all glitz and glamour. Well, I made him mad. <laughs> Come on, Elijah. I don't need you mad. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6 says this. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. How many of you can say the Lord is my helper? Listen to me. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Don't worry about what you're going to do. You just stay willing and obedient to the Holy Spirit. Because the Lord is your helper. He will put the words in your mouth. But I don't want to be a Stephen. Why not? Oh, because he died? You forgot what the scripture said. What Paul said, to die is to gain. Oh, Pastor Dad, uh, man, those were rocks. Nowhere did you see Stephen go, ooh, ow, hey, 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 oh, 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 doing all this stuff. No. He looked to heaven. He didn't feel it. He looked to heaven and he saw his Savior at the right hand of God. And, he, and before he went to sleep, oh, he went to sleep. Before he went to sleep, he said, Father, hold not no charge. Why? Because he was bold. He was bold. And God protects people that are bold. Let me read it again. Hebrews, let me read it. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. You have nothing to fear, ALM. God is your provider. God provides for his people. God, yes, for that moment in time, Stephen was that individual that gave his life. Peter was thrown in jail, but the angel came in and brought him out. Not once. 
He did it more than one time. You look at Philip. After that, Philip was preaching. Then all of a sudden, if you continue to read in Acts chapter 8, there was another gentleman over there called an Ethiopian. He was an Ethiopian eunuch. And he was over there reading the book of Isaiah. And he had no clue what he was reading. And he was reading about Jesus and what Jesus was going through. And he did not get it. And God brought Philip to the man. But that would have never happened if Philip would have got caught up in what Saul was doing and if Philip would have hid himself. Those people would have never got born again where he went first, and that eunuch would have, from Ethiopia would have never got saved and baptized. It was because of that, that Ethiopian eunuch, Ethiopia got the gospel. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. And you Jamaicans know what I'm talking about. I know what y'all believe in, where it came from. I saw it all. I read about it. Let's just move on. Forget it, mother. You don't get it. But what I'm saying is it was, if it wasn't for Philip, if it wasn't for Philip, he would have never been, he would have never got saved. He would have never got he would never got baptized. The gospel would have never gone into Ethiopia. Think about it. Just think how detriment it could be if we refuse to not do what God calls us to do. How many people can, will not get saved because of us? But if we be bold and say yes to God and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, just think how many people can get saved, baptized, full of the Holy Ghost, if we just say yes to God. He's our helper, amen? Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're called to be bold. Look at your neighbor and say, you're called to be bold. In your walk, in your talk, in how you live for the kingdom of God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe what this word says you can be? Do you believe God is no respect to a person? Do you believe he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? He changes not. He, he has not stopped doing for the church. He's coming back for the church. We got to be the church. And being a church of fear is not being the church. All you're doing, all we're doing if we're a church of fear is keeping Jesus from coming back. But I don't know about you, Ben, but I want Jesus to come back. The way this world's going, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. Spiritually, it's getting worse, especially in the body of Christ. But we can't be that here at Abundant Living Ministries. We're different. We've been called. You've been called with a holy call. Oh, that God, that they will see it. Oh, that you see what God sees. Because if you see it, you'll be it. And you'll show it. Oh, that you see what God sees. 
what you need to start asking yourself every day. When you look at yourself in the mirror, I'm going to see what God sees every day. I'm going to see what God sees every day. I'm going to see it. I'm going to be it. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to establish it. I'm going to see what God sees. Let's just start with the first one. I'm going to see what God sees. And what you got, but the only way you're going to do it, you've got to say it. You've got to say it to yourself in the mirror. Maybe you need to carry a mirror. You ladies have your mirrors on them. You men, maybe you need to cop, carry a little pocket mirror for the sole purpose is, is to remind you, I am going to see what God sees in me. And it's a reminder. You got your thank you. You got your phone. Instead of taking selfies of yourself, look at there. Okay, you want to do a selfie, do a little video, your little TikTok, and however you want to do it, your little live video. I'm going to see what God sees today. And get it out there. What are you doing? You're preparing yourself to see what, to see, so you'll see what God sees. Then after you start seeing what God sees, then you can say, well, I'm going to start living what God tells me, how to tell God, God's telling me to live. I'm going to say what God tells me to say. I'm going to go where God tells me to go. But if you don't see it, you won't believe it. That's what made those men and women different because they saw what God saw. And they were transformed. And because of that, people were transformed. It hasn't changed. That's why, you, I, mean, I, I mean, go back and start studying the whole, y'all need to, oh, I've read it. You know what? You need to go back and start studying it. Studying the book of Acts. And put it to practice in your household. Father, I love you. I thank you. I praise you. I thank you, God, that ALM is a bold church. We're a church of boldness. We walk fearlessly. We walk fearlessly. We will not let what's going on in the world dictate to us, but we will rise up and be the church, and we will dictate to this world to line up to the kingdom of God. We bind what needs to be bound. We loose what needs to be loose. We thank the Lord for salvation for the healings, for the restorations, for the, for the Holy Ghost transformations. God, we are decreeing kingdom status in, in, in Pembroke Pines, in the surrounding cities, Lord. We're, we're, we're decreeing um, um, kingdom status. We want a joy to come over, just like we read in, in Acts chapter 8. God, a joy took over that city. God, we want a joy to take over. But, God, but it begins here. It, boldness begins here. And I thank you, Father, right now, Lord, that we surrender ourselves. We surrender all to you, Holy Spirit, for you are the Lord of the harvest. We are your laborers. We have the calling to go into the highways and byways to bring forth the truth. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.